Welcome to the Mindful Surf Podcast. Myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan, who has been talking with me about um, life pre-show. So we, we do the pre-show show that's probably, if not definitely, better than the real we show. We always say this. It um, is the... But we'll sell tickets to it we, one we, day. <laughs> but on a, on a serious note, every single time we record, we do more of an authentic show than the previous one because that's how podcasts hopefully go. Ours is, for sure. And every time, the pre-show show of you and I catching up as mates is reflecting in the actual show because what we're saying is having less and less of a filter as we go through because, listen, we're all human. We... We, Liam and I are thinking of you as I, you know, as I say these words, I'm thinking of you listening to them. I really, at least I hope I, <laughs> this is where Liam looks at me like, mate, you don't give a shit what the amount of silly nonsense you've come out with over the years. No, but it's that thing where, uh, I think that's, I think that's the journey of podcasts. Yeah. Being, being, how can you become more and more authentic at what you do? Well, look, the idea was, this is therapy. You just talk to each other and yeah. record it. And if one person listens, so what? If two Kelly, listen, and now we're up to three listeners. <laughs> So let's go through it. We got Kelly, Kelly Slater, Slater as uh, our listener. Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, and Matt Biolas. They're the it's, three. That's a that's a deadly three. We should do a we should do a YouTube video. Imagine that. We should do a YouTube video of a sat round with some psychedelics in the middle, a few espressos. Maybe do it in our in our uh, birthday suits, so the pubes are out, just to just to make it mindful surfer esque. Because we have discussed, or at least I have discussed pubic hair quite a lot. But um, that would be a hell of a a guest list that wouldn't it it would I, I, I've got a suspicion the the, the 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 if we go back to guests well we never were a guest show anyway but if we have guests yeah. wouldn't that be a good place to start again it, it would be really really good I think I've just got a suspicion by on, the way on that three can I just finish Hemsworth was with Slater at the weekend well that doesn't surprise me can I also say and I know I'm really biased on this but out of the five of us sat there we're all just going to want to listen to Matt Barless that's just my take because I think that when you're when you listen when you talk to a shaper they oftentimes are the most interesting people. If you are a surfer, obviously, <laughs> you're just everyday Joe Jane out the street. It's like, excuse me, what do you rail? What? What? Which rail? What rail? A rail for my curtain? What? You... <laughs> um, but he is. I think Biolis, because the great thing with Biolis, and I think we talked about this a lot of times, is he's an average bloke, and that's what's so cool about him. I think. I mean, look at. Um, I don't know what his surname is. I know his first name's Jason, but it's JS yeah. and Gold Coast. He's got really average rig. There's av- these average rigged shapers. In fact, let's when you go say rig, this. you're talking about rig. physique. Physique. Very, very well, Aussie word, that rig. Yeah, but the, there's a thing in that that says some, somebody was talking about this at the weekend. I think it was uh, one of the. It, it wasn't. Um, I'm just trying to think which surf strength coach it was. It wasn't the obvious one. Somebody else that we uh, that we follow talking about the fact that uh, surfers' physiques are not you're not having like huge bulk or six packs or it's much more functional fitness. That's what I keep telling myself, and I, my my body's functionally fit for cold water surfing. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of layers. That's why I'm keeping keep the layers warm. on. Yeah, just in case, just in case I get any further sort of north of here and I need, need, need the extra blubber. But no, serious note, it has to be functional fitness. So it's not about like right. zero body fat or uh, inflated muscles, although they're good mirror muscles and nice to look at that stuff if that's what you're into. But how you serve, how long you can serve, how well you serve, what's optimal for your size and strength and shape is much more relevant. So when you look at somebody like Kelly, he's just in good shape. He's not, he doesn't look like a, a, 
a boxer or a, a kind of uh, weightlifter or whatever. It's, it's functional fitness for surfing. He's br- built for his level of surfing. So true. So true. And it's your ability to bend and twist. I mean, paddle too, hopefully. So you do, you do tend to develop some muscle growth around the lats, the upper traps, mid trap, you know, at the back, basically, the back and triceps. You tend to, as surfers, get that bit of bulk there just because of the, of the thousands of reps you'll do yeah. pulling through the ocean. But the rest is just like you said, it's, all, it's, it's really just um, how, is, how are your knees, how are your ankles, how are your hips bending? And then how is your core twisting? How balanced are you through That's that it. twist? It's a simple maneuver surfing. It's a, it's a coming off the bottom, which as Ombi have discussed a number of times, is not a, as extreme a bottom turn as you think. It's quite, it's quite gradual. It's quite gentle. It's about precision over power really at that point. Yeah. Because the power in surfing is how you bring the board back down and through that rail. And then that is, yeah, that is strength and power to a degree, but it's also poise. It's always the, the lovely juxtaposition in performance of any sport between power and finesse. You wouldn't see uh, a Rory McIlroy hit what he hits without incredible balance. Mm-hmm. He's hitting those huge drives, but they, he's not necessarily hitting it hard. He's just hitting it precisely with power. Yes, of course. So it's that beautiful balance between the two. It's why, why surfing's great because it, it, t- it tests out the ballet dancer in you uh, as well as the athlete at the same time. But, but I think all great sporting, uh, well, sports people at all levels, there is power in different sports and there's explosive power in lots of sports. But it is that when you combine uh, technique and some explosive power and form, it's always like smooth. It's not full pelt, even boxing. You know, if you watch a, a boxer follow through with a jab or a, or a hook or whatever it is, it's not always complete power. It's it's that kind of flow from the feet up and through the through the twist into the arm. You know, they're not throwing it just with explosive power from the arm. It's from everything. And the same with surfing and golf and tennis. And when you watch that fluidity of movement of somebody who's got to a level of mastery, that's what makes it really great to look at as well. We always talk about surf like no one's watching. But when you watch somebody who surfs so you know, fluidly because of the years and years of practice they've put in, whether it's Steph Gilmore or whether it's Kelly Slater or whoever, or when you watch a tennis player like um, Novak or, you know, all of those uh, people who've hit this kind of absolute pinnacle of mastery, they make it look really easy. And it's because the sort of uh, form follows function and there's sort of the way that they move their body and that there's sort of time and energy they've put into that practice. It's just, well, it's just brilliant to see. Um, but it's, it's only because they've put the hours and the hard yards in on top of whatever, you know, gift they've got in terms of musculature or height or flexibility or whatever it is. It's then how do you practice it? How do you train it? So, yeah. But we didn't get the invite though, did we, for the boat trip with Hemsworth and Slater? I feel pretty bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of waiting on that one a little bit. I think I had a couple of missed calls, but didn't get it. <laughs> um, you have... Two new voicemails. <laughs> good night, boys. It's Chris Hemsworth here. <laughs> I've just done biceps and triceps. I'm here to tell you that uh, I booked you on. You're coming. You want to come with me and Kelly? To give us massages before yeah. going in. You can't actually surf. We've hired you as masseuses. Oh. You can tell us sweet nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I actually, so I had a surf the other day that relates to what you're saying in terms of seeing people uh, in, a, in a sort of really 
uh, high performance echelon of doing what they're doing. And yeah, I didn't get the call for it, that. Either. You didn't get the call. <laughs> Is it Liam? Was, Liam? Was, it, was it Liam? Well, maybe it wasn't, but actually Liam and you, dude, you in one to two feet, watch the fuck out world. I'm serious. If they'd run a WSL small wave comp one day, <laughs> Liam would fuck mate. Anyway. Over, 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 well, vets class. Vet, no matter what the class. Um, it's got to be a. It's got to be a mushy way. It's got to be really small. I Liam would, abs- mate. I swear to God, you would rip. You'd kill everyone. But um, I saw a mate, uh, Rory Morgan, friend of the show. Rory, if you're listening, big shout out. He's a great surfer, Rory. Um, and we were surfing a local break nearby, and it was choppy. It was kind of big, quite powerful, and it was it was it was fun. Like with a couple of it's out. My my ankle was still hurting a little bit. I had a little ankle tweak the other day uh, from surfing a wave. Uh, further down the coast, um, which we'll talk about later on because I wanted to mention that in Mind Body Stoke today, Mike, about my ankle, but as to why it happened. But we, yeah, so we had the surf and Rory is an exceptional surfer and I'm I'm an, I'm an okay, I would say I'm kind of moving towards that advanced bracket, um, but very much still solidly in the intermediate as much as anything else. And Rory is for sure, as we both know, adva- an advanced surfer. So he's doing... Um, consistently more vertical style maneuvers with the tail. So he's getting the tail out of the lip, truly, in a vertical sense. He's also uh, drifting the tail. He's stalling for barrels, like, beautifully. Uh, his positioning's really good. His timing's good. He'll he'll then be doing airs. So I'm going through that advanced list of and things. La- and landing them. And landing them. That's a, Actually, that's a very good point, Liam. Yeah, because I've done would... a few airs, but usually <laughs> I'm not attached to the board anymore. No, and no, I'm landing no. somewhere... <laughs> Hopefully not on my fins. Correct. Um, no, you, you, he, it's right. He's a great surfer to watch. And I know Board Shop have worked. He's on something with Board Shop. He should, if, if anybody's listening with some sort of surf brand or some cash, he should get get, get he Rory Spencer. Sponsored. Get him sponsored. He he will, in my view, be sponsored one day. Well, just because I think he's just, he's far too marketable. He's, he's a lovely guy. Um, he's got this great lifestyle, really cruisy, very spiritual dude. Um, really into his health stuff, so he's he's a real um, oh, he's a good great ambassador potentially for a, for a brand. But what good I want to life. mention was he was surfing amazing with me. It was just only two of us in, and I was having an okay surf. Ankles a bit tweaky. It was finding the drop really tough because it was really steep. Like a, it was one of those sort of step takeoffs where the board sort of just has to then like do like a up up up, and then it drops last minute. And I was I was fucking up. I don't know. I, I'd had like five in 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 like five ways when it started doing that thing. And going gnarly, I'd, I'd messed up two or three at least, I think. And um, I turned and watched Rory for a bit. And I was like, what is he doing and how he's taking off? And it was fascinating watching his eyes. Because I've seen this a lot in, in surfing. So I watch people's eyes. I watch surfers' eyes. It's a really cool thing to watch out for. When you're in the lineup next, it's a fun thing to do. Like, watch your friends. If your friends, no matter what ability, actually, just watch their eyes. Just have a little look if you're seeing their wave or you're seeing a, a local, whoever it might be. And see what happens with their eyes. Because that will tell you the, 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 the biggest picture. So Rory... It's taking off on double overhead set for sure. And it's on a steep ledge and it's coming, it's close to rocks and it's just everything really <laughs> most average surfers just do not want a part of. <clears throat> and he was taking off and his board still hadn't made the drop, still hadn't made the drop, still hadn't made the drop. And then it was like a death slab and the board just just fell out of the air. And I thought, oh, I might need to watch him here. And like, you know, when you look at a mate, like, is he all right? Like it was pretty heavy over some quite, sh- quite a shallow section. And his eyes never... Uh, took their gaze off of down the line, so he uh, so the board is falling beneath his feet. So he knows he's in midair, and his eyes the entire time are looking ahead at the lip. And his feet 
land at the bottom of the wave, at the bottom, and then just at the bottom, a couple of quick toe pumps, and he's back up the lip and he's done a vertical snap. And it's like, wow. And so what I had, I had this massive thing of kind of this thing in my body where I'm starting to go, oh God, how the fuck am I ever going to get to that ability level? Like when I've just watched that and I'm so humbled, I'm like, Jesus. And I had, it was one of the first times in ages I had a real um, surf comparison moment of, Jesus, man, I'm shit. And you feel this drop in energy level. It really hit me for some weird reason. I think it was like a combination of age, ego, um, being out with someone who is a professional surfer, essentially. Um, my own uh, aging body, my ankle. Uh, I was finding the surf quite tricky, like a combo. It's never one thing. And it hit me that it's just like, whoa, look at that. And it almost felt like, I felt like kind of going in because I was like, this is just, what am I doing out here? But notice my mind. I noticed my breathing. Spent some time just, and I had to reset my mindset. I had to kind of go into that thing where we've all done it as surfers. And it's where in any sport, but surfing obviously was what we're talking about. But when, when you're having a drop in performance, how can you bring it back? And that is probably the most important skill I think that we'll ever learn as surfers. If you want to get joy from surfing, how yeah. can you get back in the zone and get the most from this surf? When your board's annoying you, when the crowd's in the way, when you're getting scared, when your body's hurting, your mind's not there, whatever, you're tired. How can you bring yourself back into the zone? And it's breathing. It's breathing, 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 breathing. I had to just kind of wait for a while. I let my body just sit. In fact, I, 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 I got off my board and I was just floating in the water and I was stretching my glutes. Like, you know, that glute stretch you can do in the water where you just pull your leg up and you stretch your... And I did two each side with the breath, doing more and more breath, more and more breath, two minutes, three minutes. And then my next wave, my eyes were up and I was looking up made the drop. I didn't, <laughs> I did not hit it vertically. I, you know, you think you've hit it vertically. I probably hit it at like fucking nine o'clock. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it feels good. If it feels well, good, it's all that matters. Interestingly. Unless said, you're making a porno <laughs> based on the feeling. Look, don't look at the eyes. Um, I <laughs> yeah, said, actually, I, that's true. I said, um, I, like that. I saw Rory as well. So I was surfing with him the other day and uh, the cameras were on the beach. Literally, the cameras were on the beach. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember, yeah. And I said to Rory, cameras for me, look. And you know when somebody looks at you, as if to say, not even, f because he's a lot younger Burn. than me, he, he, he sort of looks at me like my kids do when I make a joke. <laughs> and goes, and he is, a, he, he is a Morgan, but he's not, he's not one of mine, Rory, um, although I'm old enough to be his dad. But honestly, I said he should come that on. That is proper funny. I said he should come on the show. And because we were talking about he, the, he the wants pod. to yeah and, he and we'll, we'll, yep. he'd be yep. well keen for that because if you want someone to give to give weekly tips tips surf tips, surf tips. let's do that from next week we it's said you heard it here first you heard it here first he'd love to come um, and but my point is with surfing with somebody like Rory because again like you you know you're older you you know, watch I'm watching awe at the kind of and he's a good skater right so you, the, he you can really skater, you really. can really see that with his. Um, 360s and he's, he's kind of jumped. He, re he really kind of puts the skate into the surf and he's brilliant to watch. But I love surfing with uh, people like Rob, especially, especially when he's in the water because the learning, if you sit back and you watch and you think, yeah, you're not going to surf like that, but can it improve your game by even 1-2%? Uh, yes, it can. Because to your point, Will, watch what he's doing. How, and it could be whoever's in your lineup that you can befriend, admire, who's a step or level or two levels or three or four or five ahead of you. What can you learn from them? And how do you bring them into your improvement? And, and you know, I was talking to him about 
uh, and it was a pretty heavy day actually. It was great fun and there were a lot of people in local crew and um, just bits like, you know, how do I finish the section? How do I, when it goes to close out at the end of the ride, what am I supposed to do? And somebody who does it so well, I want to hear what his advice is, you know, and how to go, how to do a floater, how to get up the lip, how to try it. And then you take that away and you go and try it. And the thing that you watch with all of these guys and girls, whoever it is that's surfing really well, is that over the time, especially when you get a bit older and you've watched them, watch people surf for a while, they don't get it right all the time. And they're willing to go, fall, go, fall, try, jump, not land, jump, not land, jump. And it's, it is inspiring because then you go, wow, look at where this person is now. And if you don't try things, you'll never progress. And so those individuals for me are always so inspiring on a how do I get better rather than, th- you know, oh, wow, just look at that ripper in awe. It's like, wow, how can I just take a little bit of that and put it into my surfing? Um, brilliant. Really, really so good. So true, dude. I, you know, I think about this thing where you, ideally, you'd keep some sort of mental or physical, as in written yeah. um, journal of your surf journey. If you, if you really want to get better at surfing, enjoy it more, dot, dot, dot. Of course, they're inextricably linked. It's why we've discussed before about the aspect of you, you get more joy, the better you get, because you can reach flow experiences more easily. So there is, a, people get confused. They're like, oh, just enjoy it, man. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. So I'm going to have to take it seriously if I want to enjoy it. That's a, whole, that's a whole thing in itself. But you're right, dude. You've got to try stuff. There's an old saying in coaching, which is if you keep doing the same old thing, you'll get the same old result. And it's a, it's a obviously, it's a really obvious quote. Also, but, but you really do have to do different things yeah. to mix it up. And we discussed this many times, but it's training approaches, it's mindset approaches, supplements, who you surf with, where you surf. That's it. The board you ride. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. For me, board yeah. and body yeah. are my two biggest. I mean, mine too is always going to be part of that, but I feel like I've been developing mine for a while. But I think it's for me... Um, the, the nuance of, of different training approaches for body and how it loves novelty, like loves novelty. And if I put something really novel into it, I feel it on my board straight away. And the other one being bored. You can, you can become overfoamed in three or four weeks of surfing. If you, if you, if you suddenly are just bottom turning, just a little bit more, just a little bit better, you can be overfoamed. Well, like gonna, that. I was going to say this, uh, for regular listeners will know about my uh, love affair with Mick Fanning. Well, the the board is boardsy. The boardsy. Talk to us, pal. Is this your porn obsession? Oh, Michael, as I uh, as as I call him. You haven't got him on porn. Hey, Michael. Um, But 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 a couple of things in here. One, I'll get onto the board in a sec. The the other thing I was going to say with that, you're right, is who you surf. Well, who you who you hang out with anyway. Generally speaking, in life, we were talking just before the show about the effects that different personalities and people have on your mood and whether they lift your vibrational energy or whether they drain it and draw from it. And I think when you apply it to like learning in sports and development and hobbies or whatever you want to call it, but just kind of things that you're trying to get better at is surfing with people who can teach you something that's surfing or playing football or golf or rugby or learning the piano or whatever. You want to seek out people that are inspiring and are better than you. And so, you know, you and I surfing together, we have learned so much from you in surfing in the last sort of few years of, of kind of really looking for that input. And, and if you don't do that, you'll never progress. And if you, if, if you're, if you're reasonably decent at something, but you want to stay top of the pack and you want to surf with people who are only not, not as good as you, then you won't learn. So it's kind of trying to find and seek out 
or, or people who are open-minded who are going on that learning process with you as well and who are open to sharing, sharing advice, sharing tips and so on. And if you do that, if you train with people or learn from people that know how to do things differently or better, you, you'll just improve exponentially. Yeah, it's so true, Liam. I think you can take little bits from everyone else's surfing. Yeah. And the best bits, the bits where you feel like you're lacking and sort of see how you can apply it into your life and sort of ask them, you know, what are you doing? How are you doing that? So on and so forth. Yours has been your, your small wave approach, keeping that stoke alive and how low you, you stay and get. And I've really tried to recreate that when I'm in th these little fun easterlies we get, trying to get like low to the board so that the lip is just there and you can see it and you can glide in it more. And then someone like, like Rory for me is, is where his eyes are. I, yeah. I really like to watch watch him and see where, where he puts his eyes and how as he's taking off he's looking only at the first bit of lip that he wants to hit and wants to carve on or barrel in or whatever he's doing and I, and I, I try and take it from a lot, of, a lot of mates a lot of surfing friends and try and sort of go okay well how, how are they doing that with their body and you go oh yeah and then you ask them you talk to them one, one great uh, phenomenal friend so Tiago uh, Silva who's um, again if you're listening to then, then big shout out but um, we had, you had a surf with him as well the other day didn't you a great friend of the show um, and he is an old surf buddy and he's always been pretty radical at surfing. Like his, his style is very, very classic Brazilian beach break, you know, real fast little up, up and downs and little vertical snaps and re-entries and stuff. And he, I wanted to, I wanted to put more radical style into my surfing mm. over the years. And in having watched T and talked to T, he's told me little form bits, little bits I could do with my board, little bits I can do with my fins, positioning with my arm and... And he's really helped me that way. And, then, and, then the, and on the flip side, what I've been fairly good at, um, not for ages, but more, more recent years, as I've developed it, because I've wanted to, is my, is my sort of long calves and my, my sort of power rail surfing. And he's subsequently also asked me about how, to, how, how do I do that? How do, what positioning do I put myself in? And where do I approach those figure eight cutbacks and stuff? And so we've kind of bounced off each other in that way. It's been really cool. And if you're around friends who are all... Um, really aware of their egos and looking to actually share in that camaraderie and help each other. It's, it's really cool how much you can learn from each other and um, kind of just, yeah, keep the journey rolling. Ma massively. Uh, and then, like you say, boards make a big difference. So Huge. Uh, uh, this is tell, tell me about, yeah, go on, yeah. what's your current so This is board? something that's come to me recently. Now, bearing in mind, I, I haven't been on my Almeric flyer for a while. That's a mm. tiny board. That's your lowest leech. That's my lowest yeah. leech. But the go-to for our sloppy waves that we get, and it's cause, just because it's great fun, and it's a lot of fun, but it's not performance board. Is this McFanning, Little Marley, 510 Foamy. For anybody I would recommend, at any level, I would recommend this as a, a good board. Not, ne not, not, not the dimensions necessarily, but the actual board itself, or that version of a board. However, here's something I never thought I would say. Probably in the last three months, six months, the board has felt like it's getting bigger and bigger. And it's really strange. Obviously, it's not getting bigger. When I first got it, unless I'm shrinking, which you're does happen. smaller. <laughs> Osteoporosis or whatever it is that you get when you're like ancient. Liam's just got a really uh, gnarly... Uh, just, you're, you're that Brad Pitt. What was the movie called? <laughs> Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Um, so, and I'm like, I was surfing the other day and I had great surf on this little shore break easily. Great on a shore break because it's a foamy. But it starts to feel big. And when we, when we were in the other day, when, when it was Rory and Kyle and the, the waves were absolutely thumping, it was a really good, really classic day. We don't get very many of them, classic day. I'd looked at the cameras and thought, ah, it's not that big. I'll just take the foamy down. Got in there, I was like, holy shit, it's actually pumping. Um, 
Is that the one was the recent? Yes. Yeah, the yeah, Easterly. Yeah, the yeah, Easterly. Yeah. And I was like, wow, shit, I should have brought that. I, you could have surfed in Almeric on that day, right? It was so... Oh, yeah. And, and it, so I'm on this over-foam board, but mind, I'm like, this is. I'm just going to get the best. So I had a great surf, but from a performance and a kit start, I'm thinking, I could do with this board being like 5-2, 5-3. It just feels so much... It's like a being on a boat when you're, like, when you're riding it. And so it's hard to get into... The, it, it, and especially on those punchier uh, waves, you just get slammed at the end of the ride. You can't get it vertical. I, well, the level I'm at, I can't get it very vertical. I can't get over the foam as easily. So it's, that's the point when you go, right, what's next? What do I do here? Because if I don't change it now, then I'm no, no problem with this, but I'm just, uh, I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. I can try slightly different things, but something some that's got a give now on this board that I love, that I've always enjoyed. It, it's it's a great sign when a surfer is constantly updating their quiver. If they can, if they can, that's a big, it's a big statement. Um, and that's that's what the second second hand board world is all about. Um, we've never had a more fluent, interchanging board vibe ever. Um, there's so many boards floating around. People are getting it wrong all the time. Give me my board. <laughs> That three hundred and fifty quid. That's how it should be. <laughs> I'd say there's a, there's boards a at seven hundred and fifty pounds it's to a thousand pounds. What is yeah. going on? And if you're in the states, that'd be about twelve hundred dollars. New Zealand's probably about thirteen, fourteen. You know where they're it's off the bonkers. charts expensive? Japan. Wow. So my buddy came over from That's Japan. Weird. Really? Yeah, the import taxes on boards, especially they're sort of built around Korea. I was places. very surprised. Interesting. Um, um, you know, some local shapers I think have reasonable but everything's expensive and they were saying you know 700 quid for a lost puddle jumper that's a bargain compared to what they're paying so if you're in Japan you're listening feedback let's say uh, how much are boards um, you know my buddy lives there and his son's an absolute very similar surfer to Rory you know and um, and uh, he's uh, we were talking boards and they came to Cornwall and sadly there was no surf to have a have a, have a blast on but um yeah, I couldn't believe how expensive they were. Dude, I think they were crazy. going to take like a, tr- a truckload of boards back. <laughs> that's crazy. crazy. I yeah. never, would never have thought that. But, but yeah, for me, I'm getting immense satisfaction out of my JS. Um, on bigger days, it, it, it needs a wave. Um, but it's a JS monster box, pintail. I say pintail, round tail, five fins. So you can ride it as a quad. And I rode it a lot in Tenerife on the reef breaks there and on the North Coast a lot. And that was secondhand. But it just had a few pressure dents and it was like 360. And brand new at 700 quid. There's an immense satisfaction in that, isn't there? Because it's just a few pressure dents. That is it. And you're off and riding and you've, you've saved yourself 350 quid. And you can just keep doing that with boards. Just, and that, and that's, and, but within that, I want to mention a, a chap whose name evades me, but he, he bought a um, good friend of the show, Ollie Pine's puddle jumper in a service station in Cornwall. And he said that he never buys a local branded surfboard. Because he said that how many times out of 10, he reckoned it was more than five. So he reckoned six or seven times out of 10, he gets it wrong. He gets the volume wrong, the rails wrong, the, whatever. Because it's, it's a fucking hell. It's a nuance and, and refined art of getting a surfboard right. So what he'll do is always make sure he gets a lost, a firewire, a Slater model, a, well, insert what you will, a Channel Islands, whatever. So that when he wants to resell it, bang, he can resell it. So I can, it's a tricky one, that, isn't it? Because we're trying to support local shapers. But I also see his point that... Yeah, you want to be able to try and sell it and sell it for the right price, right value. So True. It's, it's a tricky one. I think we, we're in this 
place with me. I know I'm in a place where right now where I'm definitely after a, a swallowtail with a round nose. So it is in that round nose fish vibe where it's a performance fish, but a genuine one that holds off the bottom a bit more. Because I've got a, a Puddle Jumper HP as my groveler and it works insane. It's a, it's a phenomenal ball. But as soon as the waves get a little bit curvier, even on smaller days, it starts to slide, mm-hmm. slide too much. And it's having a ball that can just fit in those pockets a bit better but the rail hold a little bit longer. And that's what a Rano's fish does. Ra- Rano's fish, it's the, the original movie was called The Fi-Fi Redux for, by Lost back in the day with people like Corey Lopez. They've, made the other, they've, they've brought it out again, though, haven't they? The, they have. The they have. They have. They have. And it was Chris Ward mm. was in it. And he the surfing in it. Is, you, please try and watch Fi-Fi Redux if you can. But that was all about these, these, these fuller, fuller nose boards with a little bit of performance still at the back. Um, that still just work great. And they are such, such fun boards. You yeah. ride them two plus one, so that's 20 plus trailer. And you get all this drive of the twin, but then just as you're coming off the bottom, you get the hold of a, of a mm. thruster. So they're really cool mm. options. I think that's why they've taken the world by storm. The last five years, we have seen True. a gigantic influx of two things. One, mid-length, because yeah. people are realizing they're not as surf fit as they once were. And two- Mini, um, mini miles, you mean? <laughs> no, I know, that's the thing. They're basically just mini miles. And the other one being 20s, because people are realising that, geez, it's a lot of fun to go fast. Um, and you can kind of let the board do the work for you as opposed to 20, riding I love, I love, I love them. I riding think a thruster. But. Yeah, great boards. Uh, great setup, rather. Um, yeah. Dude, moving on. What, what an intro. We are in um, Piping Heat headquarters. Well, the van's back. Uh, the van is back. Uh, six, talking about board. I mean, when you've got to fix a... VW van, parts and, I mean, it keeps it on the road, but holy shit, it's cost me a load of money in the last four or five weeks, this van, just to keep, just to keep it going. Dude, isn't it? It's a great van. It's a great van. It needed some expensive. stuff fixing. You, yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive. And you were saying, oh, I could have been a board. What would you have got if you could have, if you could just do that? I really like board, um, this uh, lost uh, Hydra that you, I had a Hydra. go. Hydra. The, the, the one that you gave me a go on, but yeah. that. That was just too big for me. It was five nine, but we was I, we surfed it in like a, a one and a half foot, and it was unbelievable. Yep. So, I think I'd love to try like a five five Hydra, something like that, mm-hmm. on a really. And this is my manifestation here: sunny summer beach break. You can see it. You're closing five, your eyes. Five five. <laughs> I've got my boardies on. Uh, in my head, it's like Mason Ho at uh, some sort of gnarly <laughs> shelf, but. Um, no, that's the kind of vibe where it's just like paddling, really cruisy, but little snaps if I can ever do them properly. Um, yeah, that's what I, I fancy one of those. That's 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 probably what I'd go for, actually. Yeah, they, they are really nice. I, I had a go on it. On Again, Ryan, we're mentioning loads of people today on today's show, but Ryan Dryden, uh, listener of the show, big shout out. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was using his Hydra. He was on the um, boat with Chris Emsworth. I saw him. <laughs> um, and he... Yeah, I, I used this five nine. It was fun. It just it it had a we put the quad keels in the back. And the quad keels, yikes, guys! If you have never tried a quad keel, the speed and flow that you get, whoa, just does it for you. I've got them in the Mick Fanning phone. You have. I've got they're, Ryan's they're the, fins in the. You Mick have. Manning. You bought Ryan's fins. <laughs> they're the so check it out online. They're the. It's called a quad keel. So you have a if you have a quad setup board you want to try it's got to be a wide tail ideally nice wide tail um because if the tail narrows down it's far too much fin you have a wide tail quad like a seaside basically yeah as i said i think for me in the level i'm at it's weirdly 
it's one of the first times I've really, maybe it's psychological, I can hear the fin, I can hear the with those keel fins. It must, the way they push the water through the gap and under the board, um, they are so fast. It's almost too quick because that board just skips. It, it is like a skim board, really. The, the plastic oh. underneath and the fact that the rail doesn't really go. You are skipping on the surface of the water and it's it, it, not quite sort of hydrofoiling, but there are times when it's quite steep and you're like, it feels amazing. But those quad keels are what's given it that extra zip. So it's, it's radical. Man. I never really felt the difference of fins until the last couple of years properly. And th- those things are insane. You can transform a board with fins, even with a different thruster set. You yeah. can transform a board. It's mind-blowing. And again, going to the second-hand second-hand, uh, fin market, thousands, thousands out there. You don't have to pay full prices and uh, keep trying stuff out. Yeah. You've got if, you're, if you feel like your surfing's getting stale, you've got to try stuff out. Give it an experiment. See what happens. Cool. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Guys, we're going to move on to segment number two. A bit of mindfulness just to check in with the breathing. So let's take a breath in through the nose. Let's breathe in. And breathe out. And take a breath in. And breathe out. Just really notice what you can see. Take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out. And again, bring your focus to what you can see. Deep breath in through your nose. Hold your breath at the top. Breathe in. Hold your breath. Notice what you can see. And breathe out. Great job, guys. Mind, body, stoke. I just want to talk on that one, on segment number three, on a recent, uh, I say injury. You know, I'll call it what it is, injury. Um, where I was surfing a spot nearby, not, not, not that close, about an hour away. Pretty heavy wave, beach break. Gets really good on its day. Start making your guesses, as you will. You live in the southwest, south coast. That's all I'm saying. And, and yeah, it's, it's really good on this day. And it was particularly good this day. Um, and I was on my JS, I was surfing my shoreboard. I was having a really fun surf. I'd, I'd, my previous wave, I'd just done one of the longest cutbacks I've ever done, uh, how many meters it was. And I managed to, to not stay in my high line. One of, my, one of the mistakes I make on my front side cutback is I stay in this, in this high line. So by the time I'm back to the bowl, I haven't gone down enough to get back up the bowl. Because the thing about figure of eight is you've got to go down eventually. It's a funny one. I can do it backside really well. Like I, I backside intuitively, I can sense that I need to go kind of that way, but also that way. Because if you don't go down, then you can't come. Do you see what I mean? So I, I, I managed to get that going. That was really fun. I went down the bowl, back up the bowl, whack, having this great surf. And then I was really riding high on this like wave of confidence. And I went for my last wave of the surf and I was going down the line and it, it, it was just closing out quite a big barrel. And I went for the lid and I thought, right, screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for this. And this is really rare for me because I really believe in that Laird, Laird Hamilton quote, which is surf today like you're going to surf tomorrow. So he obviously is well known for being a fucking charger. And it's quite an ironic quote from someone like Laird Hamilton. But 
if you listen to him in interviews, he's got big wave buddies who would go for like closeouts and go for like crazy ways. And he always made sure that he would hold the rope if he knew it just wasn't quite right, if his gut feeling said no. So it was really interesting. That's one of probably the arguably the best big wave surfer of all time saying that. And I really, ignore, I really ignored Laird at this point. It was rare for me. And I went for the floater. And as I'm coming off the floater, I'm landing on the flats. And it was a big old jump. It was like a proper, proper ski jump. And I thought this could be knee, this could be ankle, this could be foot. I could sprain something, tear something, break something. It's, a, it's actually a really common injury in surfing is to do your foot or your ankle after a floater. And I, and I went for it and I landed on the flats. Then the foam came in and then I sort of somehow stood up. I was really, really stoked with it, really happy with it. And it was only when the adrenaline had worn off about three hours later that I had, yeah, I tweaked my foot. And I'm still, if I flex my ankle now up, mm-hmm. so if I try and engage my, my tibialis, my, my shin muscle, I can just feel it pinching. It's interesting. And, I, and I, every surf since that surf, I've had a slightly tweaked ankle. And so it's, it's just learning your lessons. Like when you go on the surf, yeah, push it, push it, push it. But you've got to know where your levels are at. And if you... Go for big, big manoeuvres. Just know that there could be consequences. And it's a really tricky balance because you well, want to try and progress, but you also want to make sure well, you can surf the next day. Do you know, I think, it, I think it's Firas Sahabi who is like a Canadian MMA guy. And um, I, think, I think this is one, one of his training philosophies. It's very similar. Is that do like train today so you can, so you can train tomorrow rather than the uh, version of I'm just going to go till c- complete failure and then I might not be able to train for two, three four or five days afterwards. I need, you know, a bit like, you know, tra- train so you can train every day rather than train, break, train, break. And it's quite an interesting philosophy, isn't it? So, so you're not giving 100% or, or in some cases 110% in, in overdoing it. You're doing like 65, 70% and then you go, oh, that's it, I'm done. I'm good, I'm good. And how many times do, we don't do that in surfing. We're like, and I maintain that, that, that usually for a 45-minute period, at the end of it, I'm not getting waves. Liam, it's a, I swear, we just, we've got to get better at that. And then you should, I, should just get out. I know, I know. If you think about it, if, let, let, let's say the waves are, are semi-pumping to pumping, which, which in our view means, you know, chest high, if not a little bit overhead, and, and constant sets. So let's say... Well, I couldn't paddle in the other day. That day I was talking yeah, about, yeah, that yeah. classic day, I stayed in so long that when I thought, oh, I better go in. I could, it took me ages to catch a wave. Know, dude, don't. And you think to yourself, right, okay, well, how many waves do you need and do you want to be as happy as you can be, as, as, as contented as you, as you can be? Let's call it eight, 10, maybe 12. Yeah. Once you've had that many, you can start to go, right, actually, um, so I start rounding this off, but we don't, because we, we're hooked. We're just, and this, <laughs> this, is, this is why we surf. You know, well, how, many, how many of you listening to this show right now have turned to one of your friends before in the surf and said, those fateful words, mate. I'm just going to get one more. <laughs> like it, we've said it so many times. It's insane. I swear, my my one more record is to say that, and then I probably carried on for about two it, it's, more hours. It's like me in the pub where I go, <laughs> just I just have one more for the road. One for it one, is. one more. Do you want another one? It is. Oh god, I just have one more. And the thing is, is of course, it's way healthier than the pub. It's way healthier than having another packet of biscuits, or it's way healthier than all those other things that you could do that bring pleasure. Yeah. It's just that it still is going to bring consequences. That's the thing. Like the next day, you're going to feel super stiff. All your injuries are going to feel yeah. flared up. All your all your all your little stiffnesses are going to feel worse, and so on. But will it have been worth it? Well, yeah, of course it will have. But th- what we're saying though is, could, could we? Is a thought experiment for us all. Could we enjoy the surf just as much, if not more, 
if we got the amount of time that we did it right mm. more and more as we learn <clears throat> you know five waves seven waves eight waves and we we get out the ocean like not like we've been in the gym for too long yeah done too many sets and we're now like oh god how am i going to surf tomorrow but no no getting out of the water almost feeling like mm, i've left a few out there i had this in tenerife it was, it was really truthfully it's probably the only time in like the last bloody 38 years of my life that i've i've actually left the ocean when i could have surfed more and it did feel weird actually i had my last wave and i, I think you've had this before liam so i want your thoughts on this but i had my last wave uh, I'd only been about, in for about 40 minutes, but I had three superb waves. Then I had one more and I just could not have surfed it better for my level. Mm -hmm. Let me just throw that in there. Someone's going to watch the video back and go, <clears throat> you look shit, Foster. No, for my level, it felt like I was surfing near the bowl and I was surfing tight. Real, real nice for me. Finished with a nice big hack off the, off the end and finished. And then I landed the hack, came back down onto my board and went, looked around and went, fuck it. Grabbed the nose of my board went in and it was a bit weird because my body was fresh my back wasn't tight my knee didn't hurt and I was like this could be the future and then one surf later I'm in for two and a half hours <laughs> well, when, when, you, when you do the first option there you look cool when you come in it's like you ride the night you get out of the water it does feel it feels like you just like, you just want to comp uh, anybody, sorry, like a anybody see that anybody yeah, see that last yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no I totally whereas when I when I came out the other day it looked like I, somebody was going to call a sort of lifeboat on me just to get me out of the water <laughs> my arms had stopped working However, on the Thursday, so, and this is a topic for a show for another day about how work and money and life gets in the way of surfing, but I've not, I've, I've missed out on a lot of things, you know, I've not been able to commit to uh, jujitsu, which I'd started and I was loving, I've been at work, I've been sort of away, I've, lots of things getting in the way. The other night, <clears throat> I was almost missing the tide, because when it gets really high here, we can't surf, can we, uh, a lot of the time, so... I was like, oh, I'm watching the cams, it's, it's getting higher, it's getting higher. And I thought, I'm just stopping work. I'm going to go and surf. It's, it's the end of the day. It's like five o'clock. I'm just going to go and get in for what's left of the 40 minutes. And the, the, the surf window was closed for me. I didn't have a choice, you know. So I, I, it's, I had 45 minutes or 50 minutes before it was not breaking. It was breaking straight onto the shingle and there was no wave, to, there was no face to ride. Uh, and in a, in, a, in a way, that was brilliant because you got the little exertion and the freedom and the uh, and and the post kind of you know the 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 thing that surf gives you is a is is the sense of what the real sense of freedom is it's not linked to anything that's on a spreadsheet or in a shop or whatever it might be it's all just completely free and we we had a lot of this during lockdown didn't we and people said free freedom freedom it's like no nah, what is freedom well when you're surfing you know what it really is it's being totally un unchained from everything and, and connected with nature in, in, in essence and surfing gives you that and so for that little window it was just such a gift and you're like ah oh, this is what life's about this is it but then it was closed for me by nature because that's all that was my that was my window and i felel fresh got out that's felt re nice, recharged because the tide had got the tide was just on the it was wow, just there was no, cool, nothing man. breaking then it was just on the stones um, but what a cup i mean I, I think i got more waves in that session than i did <laughs> In some of the bigger stuff that we've had recently. Because yeah. you know you've got that period of time and you just go for absolutely yeah, everything. Yeah, you just go for it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love that. Have you got anything on mind and body? Um, I think it's more to do... Yeah, I, I, so this idea of like... Who was talking about this the other day? Um, I don't know if it was like the Athlean X guy or maybe it was Peter Atia. Maybe I was talking about sort of uh, almost like exercise snacking. So because I've been so frantic with... Uh, the stresses and the strains of 
of being in, in inverted commas, the real world and the, all the responsibility that, that life brings with it. Um, you, your time, although you know, it's still a choice that we make as humans, is restricted um, by the things that you put your energies into. So what I didn't want to do, because we make, you know, we're talking about surf fitness and mind and body, uh, what I didn't want to do is get behind. So I've very much gone back deep into things like Joe Dispenza and journal for mind, this is for mind, and writing things down and reading Marcus Aurelius and all of that kind of ancient wisdom that's in there and that you're not the first person to feel these stresses and strains, right? Because it can swamp you, can't it? So that, that was the mind bit. And on the body, it's this like exercise snacking. So... I love that expression. Yeah. Though. So you, 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 instead of getting up and uh, yeah, opening the fridge, you get up from your desk and you go and do 10 chin-ups or you put a weight vest on and do some press-ups. Because how long does it actually take? Or you, you, I'm boiling the kettle and I think, I'll do some squats. But, you know, and it's ridiculous. You know, if kids and wife, if they're around looking at me going, oh, he's, here he goes again. But it's just that maintenance because I know that the times I haven't done it, when you go back to the bar or you go back to the kettlebells or you go back to the thing that you could do X amount of, if you leave it too long, you can't do any of the things that you've done. You lose all of your gains. Whereas this little concept of exercise snacks, bits during the day of the thing that you might go and do for an hour in a gym, you, you, over the course of the day, you've, you've picked them off and, and you still maintain some sense of gains. And, and I'm, I'm wondering whether, and this would be an interesting experiment, actually you might gain more. Dude, you, you, you would. I actually, with my body recently, done an experiment because um, I've been doing the exercise snacking thing for, yeah. for, for quite a while, making real gains, feeling really good. I mean, feeling really good is the game, mm. isn't it? That's what's the ultimate game is feeling good. Yeah. So feeling really good, uh, doing the odd kettlebell lift, doing the odd squat, the odd chin up, the odd plank, the odd this, the odd that. Always doing my stretching routine. That is very much in. Yep. Mobility being just in uh, each morning and each evening. But generally in the day, for years now, I haven't done a conventional quote-unquote workout. And that's why then people would then say, well, whoa, given what you do as a mind-body coach, when people come to see you for exercise, are you not doing the thing that you don't want to do? Well, actually, no. What I'm doing with them is I'm taking them through some mobility, through some strength that I want them to then go away and do yeah. little and often, yeah. like just like what you're saying. Because I absolutely believe that we aren't designed to do a workout at all. Um, and that we're really well suited to do little bits throughout the day and not even like you said to failure. Cause I, I, like I said, I had, I've done this experiment. So it's been, it was three, a three week program I was following where every four days I was hitting my legs to, to failure. So I thought I haven't done that for so long been four, five, six years since I've really made my legs like jelly mm. wobbly and, and, and trying to get a bit of soreness going, trying to really build some muscle and really go for it. And, and it, and it, it, it didn't fail miserably. That's ridiculous. I would have obviously made some some progress, but I didn't feel great. And actually, I felt fantastic doing it because mm. it's such a buzz. Yeah. And the endorphins were flying yeah. and I felt the sweat and yeah. I was doing four or five sets of, of split squats to four range of motion. Then I was doing reverse lunges with heavy kettlebells. And I was doing these, like I was doing a workout. But in the aftermath, I actually had a real come down and my blood sugars really dropped off. I, I, was eat, I did eat after, but I found digestion a little more difficult. I found sleep was a bit poorer. Yeah. And I think what happened was I just got too big a spike of cortisol. I think that the, the, the cortisol, the stress hormone response that comes from really intense workouts mm. is, is it massively, it yeah. massively negates doing the workout yeah. in the first place. I believe yeah. we're really, really well suited. And this is, this is just me. And I, and I know that other athletes might, and, and amateur athletes might be completely different, but for me, 
with my 38 year old body, um, it loves a bit of this, a bit of that. And when I do some pull-ups, I don't go to my 12, which is my max. I go to like six. Yeah. When I do my press-ups, I don't try and hit 30, 40 reps. I hit like 15, 10. Yeah. And it's just, it's, and then you go, well, how are you then making gains in your serve? If you're not making gains in the gym, well, no, that's not the case. It's keep the body strong, maintain that strength so that when you do go in the ocean, you feel good enough to yeah. make surfing gains. That's a very, very different thing because surfing is about poise. Yeah. It's about balance, about finesse. Yeah. It's not just grunt and power. The gym is grunt and power. So if you think about it, if you're getting that bit of grunt and power in the gym, fine, just do a bit. Now apply that grunt and power to finesse in, in surfing. Surfing is not 100% grunt and strength at all. If you were you know, wanting to become a powerlifter then, <laughs> or a rugby player, you're going to have to lift some serious weight. Yeah. But as surfers, like you talked about at the very beginning of the show, Liam, uh, it's about function. It's about finesse, about balance. It's dancing. So it's dancing. It's getting the right, right amount. Now, now, listen, here's the other one. Don't take this, what we're saying here now, and now, go, and now don't go lift some weights because you really do still need to lift weights big yeah. time to maintain muscle. But it really, really trying to grow muscle and really, really trying to make big steps in, in, your, in your muscle strength gains in, in, a, in an otherwise normal life, which is full of little spikes of cortisol, I actually just do not think it's good for you. No, I at agree. All. It's why we've got to be very, very careful following, um, you know, programs, quote unquote, from yeah. top surfers. And we go, oh, look at that program. Look how many sets and reps they're doing. Great, I'll do that myself. And then you feel like junk and you wonder the hell why. Because <laughs> you're not being, you don't have a nutritionist. You're not being massaged. No, you're, you're not, not being having... massaged. You're not laying in the sun. Yeah. You're dealing with emails. You're dealing with uh, getting up early. You've got kids. You've got chores. You've got to-do lists. True. So you've got to, it's, you've got to realize that it's about managing stress levels. So I think that, this, this, like what your thing is brilliant, Liam. You know, you you you've got your kettlebells. I see them where that you have them in your in your um, living room, and just every now and then you grab them. You do ten squats, lift it above your head, two ten squats. That is exactly the kind of thing I'd want someone to do. The only thing I've just added little bits. The only thing I've added in because uh, actually this is good because my kids are really into this. My my eldest is really into sort of climbing and and he has a fingerboard for like the chin ups and that sort of. So I started using that and a dip. I had not been doing dips, dips are for a really long time. Good. Dips are really good. And that's been phenomenal as well. So I've, uh, the, the, yeah, my, my snack packs, if you like, are chin-up bar, dip bar, kettlebells, weight vest, and then this climbing finger. It, and and that's, that for me is maintenance for now. And then, really and then I'll dial it up when I need to. Really good. So that you feel good and you take that feel good into the surf. True. That's really, what, your lifestyle and how you feel will represent itself in the surf. When have we ever surfed our best when we feel shit? Yeah. <laughs> when we ever surfed our best, when our legs feel stiff and sore from too intense a leg workout the previous day. That, you know, you keep weighing up all these things. It's yeah. about balance. Keep going, my friends. It's been lovely to be on the Always a pleasure. Always. Thank you for tuning in, especially our ne- newest listeners and a big lot from Puerto Rico. What? Yeah. So thanks for. That's got to be a trip one day. Thanks for joining That's us. That's got to be a trip one day. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, guys, thanks for joining us. Take care. We'll see ciao, you ciao. soon. See ya. Bye.